My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Hi, welcome back to Wake Up and Drive. Um, it's funny because I kind of, I, I got a lot of good feedback from my podcast last week, but it was a little different than what I normally talk about on here. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go listen to it. Um, people really liked the new shift on spending your, or on not spending your money and instead investing your money. Um, and so I give some really cool examples, but it just made me really think like, I had to pause and go, oh my gosh, I talk about this and I talk about this and I talk about this. I'm passionate about this and relationships and money and mindset and somatics, right? Like all this stuff. Um, And I was like, I had to like stop myself because I was kind of spinning and I was like, I need more of a narrowed focus for my podcast, for my life. And then I was like, why? (laughs) Why? And it it really kind of led to what I want to talk to you guys about today. It's about my favorite word. And it's actually ironically, coincidentally, but not really, um, in the title of my podcast. My favorite word in the English language, and it's a word I try to never use, or I, I'm sorry, maybe I should say I didn't have a lot of experience using it, um, is the word and. And, three letter word. The reason I didn't have a lot of experience with it is because I was such an all or nothing girl. Um, in fact, most people that struggle with drugs or alcohol usually are all or nothing. Um, not always, but a lot of the times. And I remember going into one of my coaching sessions one time, just saying like, you know, now that I'm sober and I'm not like all or nothing with that, I realized I'm all or nothing with my life, my thoughts, my relationships. I'm either like all the way in, or I don't want to have anything to do with you. Or I'm either, um, what's another example of this? It's either got to be this way or that way, right? And there, there was really no room or space for duality, for things to occur at the same time, for and to be a part of my vocabulary. And so if you're like, I'm not following, let me um, back it up a little bit and say, say it in like a sentence. So for example, this last week on my Instagram, I was talking a lot about Um, an experience that I've been walking through and I've been walking through it for years. It keeps kind of some days I'm, I'm doing really, really good. And then a lot of days I just get like literally sadness and anger and hurt just wash over me. Right. But I still show up for my business. I still have to show up as a mom. How do you do that? Well, you do it because of this three letter word, because there is room and space for you to be sad or angry and Still find pockets of joy, still be able to smile here or there, still be able to love on your people. 
right? Like they can both exist. And I think we live in a society where it's one or the other, right? You're either like, and I lived like this for a really long time. If I was sad, I wanted everything about me to be sad. I wanted to stay in my sadness for as long as possible. Like there wasn't room for both. I only would move into joy and happiness when I was done being sad. And that was a really miserable place to be in. So that's just one example where I I didn't understand the duality of like, there can be room for both, right? And I know if you're listening to this and you've ever experienced grief in some way, shape or form, like you, you get what I'm saying. You have days where the grief and the sadness just consume you. And then the next day you're able to find laughter. And unless you've really embraced this word and, or you really embrace this idea of duality as being like a duality means two experiences can, can be present at the same time, right? Until you really embrace this and understand that this is how the world was created. This is what our creator wanted us to experience. um, You don't always allow yourself the pleasure of both of those experiences. And I, I shouldn't even say pleasure because being sad is not pleasurable, but you don't allow yourself the full experience um, of both existing at the same time. Uh, meaning if you're grieving for a loved one, how could you be happy? Well, because of the word and it's possible, right? So yeah, so that's just a word I've been really like leaning into. Another way I've been leaning into it is, um, you know, just in my relationship. So this is another example of um, and and both experiences existing at the same time. I can be really, really mad at someone like, like, let's just use my husband, for example. And I used to or in early on in our marriage, I would be like, we would have a big blow up fight. And I would be like, you know, this all or nothing mindset, this either or, um, well, we just need to get divorced. And I would throw around that, that word all the time. And that's like, that's a whole nother topic to go into. Um, however, now that I have the word and like, I, I, I really understand. I am so freaking angry at you right now. I'll say to him, I'll just like yell at him. Like, I don't like you right now. And we've been trying to like add this added sentence of like, and I still love you. Right. Or I'll say it with my kids. Like, I know that you're really mad. I'm really frustrated at you. And I want you to know, I still love you. They exist simultaneously. And that's really, really important for the people in our lives to hear that, that we can be mad at them. We can be disgusted by their action and the way that they're living their life. And that doesn't take away at all the amount of undeniable, unconditional love that we have for them. Like they exist at the same time. And if you don't understand that, then when you're angry, it sort of peels away at the love. And it, 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 that, that's not how it should be when you incorporate this, this word and right. So yeah, those are just two kind of examples. Actually, that's a lot of examples that I gave you of, of how I've really been trying to lean into using that more and more of that word. And just some other examples, um, just so that you guys can kind of relate and see if it resonates is, you know, when you're feeling fear, like when you're feeling afraid, does it have to be either or? So either I wait until I'm not afraid or I don't make that risk, take that risk, have that conversation, do that business um, project, um, invest in myself, right? Or can I say, I am really freaking afraid and that's okay. I'm going to do it anyways, 
right? Like when we shift out of this either or, we allow for the full human experience to not stop us, to not trip us up, to not keep us stuck. We kind of experience what we're experiencing, whether it's sadness, anger, grief, fear, and then we keep rolling with the punches. We keep moving, right? So I love that. And then the other um, last way I really like to incorporate this word is just in my relationships. When it comes to my perspective and my experience, and especially when that differs, you know, on, on a great, on a grand scheme or a very small scheme from the person I'm in relationship with. So I love to say, you know, my perspective is A, B, B, C, whatever it is. My perspective is this. And I understand that this is your perspective. And they're both valid. They're both, uh, there's space and room for both of them. We just need to figure out, you know, a common ground. You don't need to see it my way and I don't need to see it your way. We don't need to agree. They can both exist, right? You can have your experience and I can have my experience. And how can we meet each other's needs or how can we find a common ground? But so, I mean, literally this is what causes war because it's either or it's all or nothing, right? It's either you completely agree with me or see my side or you're wrong. You're evil. You're the bad guy. And when we can bring this simple three letter word into our vocabulary and truly not, not be afraid because so many of us are afraid to allow both experiences to exist because we've been conditioned to think if, if, you know, this person over here has this experience, right? Like if they have their hurt, hurt feelings, then that means that I'm bad. Even if my intention was not to hurt their feelings. And what I'm suggesting is what if we started having more conversations of, I understand your intention was not to hurt my feelings. And my feelings still got hurt. Like just because this was your intention does not take away from the impact that it had on me in this moment. And can we just like acknowledge that the feelings were hurt? They, they, they can both exist. You can have been trying your very best, with no intention to cause any harm. And you still did. It still caused harm based on who I am, based on how I interpret things. And so when we allow that word and... It's like a disarming word. Like it, it truly disarms the like battle we're about to step, the battlefield we're about to step on. And it really just says like, there's no war. There's no reason to defend. There's no reason for me to attack because it's possible to have your perspective, your experience, your feelings, and mine simultaneously at the same time on equal level playing fields, right? Right. So I want to just invite you guys and encourage you guys to start incorporating this word into your everyday language. Um, and you can go back and listen and write down some of these examples that I've used. Um, this, this episode, I'm going to be completely honest, is totally unscripted. <laughs> so if it feels like it's all over the place, um, it is. And that's okay. That's okay because it's a really simple shift and simple um vocabulary addition we can start like implementing today that's going to make such a difference you guys it's going to make a difference for your relationship with your kids your partner people at work um when we start to allow two things to exist at one time and it's going to make a huge impact in your relationship with yourself and what you're currently work walking through so yeah that's really all i have for you today but my favorite word in the english language is and and I wish it was prettier and I wish it sounded cooler. Um, but that's it. Sometimes the best things in life are really like the simplest things. Um, so try it. 
try it out. And I also want to end this with just really inviting you guys. If you're wanting to understand real time, how do I communicate my experience and real time acknowledge and allow for their experience? And what I mean by that is like when you're triggered, when you're hurt, like in your body, how do you do that? It's so much easier said than done. And the way that I approach those is is by a mind and body holistic approach. Like we have to address the feelings first. You've heard me talk about this over and over and over again. And the the body from the body standpoint. So that's how I what I teach first. And then I will teach you guys a really cool framework I've been using and learning and implementing and practicing and practicing and practicing. Um, and it's unbelievable. It's based on a really popular book. Um, and a frame and framework from like psychologists and experts in this field that I have been kind of like morphing into my own. And I'm going to be sharing this in the, in our, in my midsummer refresh. So if you want to learn how to use this word in your own relationships, like real time, allow for two things to experience or to, to be, whether that's just with yourself, right? How do you allow sadness and still find joy? Or it's, it's in communication with the people that you love. Like, how do you communicate your hurt and also understand they have their experience too and it doesn't take away from yours? Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of what I'm teaching. And, and in addition, just offering group coaching, which is in and of itself just a freaking cool experience. So, so yeah, by the time this um, podcast is published, um, the prices are supposed to go up tonight at midnight. And I have decided because why not? I'm going to extend that one more day. So on the 16th at midnight, the prices go up by a hundred dollars. It's a super easy investment that you get to make today um, to learn some of these tools in your own life, in the context of your own life with real time coaching, um, which is, is so powerful because you can listen to this all day long. You can read books all day long, but until you actually are able to bring this into your own dynamics, um, will you actually experience the change and embody the change? So come join us for the midsummer refresh. I'd love to have you. Um, I'm really pumped to show up in the month of July with, with all my ladies. So, all right, you guys, I hope you have a fabulous week and I'll see you next week. All right. Bye.